October uh, 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Bevenu. Doike Shoster. Yeah, I'm using different words because um, this is the day after the Toronto municipal elections. You know, trying to be bilingual today in honor of the fucking um, filibustering bullshit that went on in uh, Toronto yesterday eve. Not really, you know. It was pretty blessed. Congratulations to John Tory, mayor of Toronto for the, uh, I don't know what, second, third, fourth term? I don't know. I like him. He's the type of white man I can get behind, you know, you know. I like the way he talks. It's all very like, um, you know, well, you know, I just, well, that's the way it was. And uh, we're doing everything digitally. Uh, that's just the way it happened. And uh, that's what we're going to do. And going forward, we're going to make amends to that. And um, we're going to be transparent and uh, honest dialogue and talk. And um, like, you know, every, everything he says is very just like, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> You know, so like I, I kind of like his uh, rancor. I don't know, that mumbling kind of, you know, that mumbling innocence of his. <laughs> and um, I don't know, he's a, uh, I don't know, he's, I voted for him. I like, uh, what do I like about him? Just that, that mumbling innocence and the way in which he's, he kind of seems like the perfect rep, rep, at the moment, he is like a great representative of Toronto. He just, I don't know, he fits the part. So congratulations, John Tory, and uh, you know, going forward, I hope you have a really great, um, you know, term. And congratulations to all the uh, running um, uh, uh, councillors and all their wards. And uh, you know, I just like to say, going forward, um, we're going to be transparent and due diligent, and continue to serve our community as the great GTA Toronto. And um, that's just how it's going to be, and 100% transparency. And uh, thank you, John Tory. The other candidates for wards. You know, the different 25, 23, whatever, wards of the uh, GTA. Uh, my ward is uh, Ward 13. My, uh, my candidate, the person I voted for, um, didn't win. But nonetheless, um, the candidate that did win, congratulations. Uh, I'm sure she's going to do a great, 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 great uh, job continued job and uh you know bada bing bada boom i'm a model citizen yeah i went and voted when i went out and i voted yesterday though it was pretty interesting because um you know you i had it in my head that like holy shit it's gonna take forever to get this fucking voting done right i don't want to go vote right well you know that's just a part of being an adult, a citizen, an aware person, you know, woke. And I thought, yeah, maybe go out and vote, you know, what's the big fucking deal? Go out and do my uh, civil duty. 
But I was fucking amazed how quick it went. It was like tickety-boo. I went into the fucking, uh, they had like, uh, there's a recreation center in my neighborhood. That's where the voting's, the vote was cast. The ballot box, the blah, 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 was done. And I went in there with my little, um, my voter registration ballot. You get one in the mail. And I go in and, excuse me, sir, do you have your uh, voter's registration ballot? I was like, oh, yeah, right here. Okay, right this way, sir. They ushered me to, like, the front of the line. I went in and I fucking handed them a little uh, piece of documentation saying I am who I am and I live where I live. They gave me my little uh, voter's pamphlet. They stuck me behind a cardboard booth as, just in case, like, um, anyone was going to peek to see what I was doing. Anybody could have seen what I was doing. You ever been in one of those little b- voter boxes? It's just a little cardboard box they put on a desk and they hand you a pen. Okay, fill it out. Nobody look. Stop looking at my fucking voter test. Right? Like, I, anybody could have seen what I was doing. It wasn't that fucking inconspicuous. But anyways, I'm behind a little cardboard box and um, I, I click down, um, you know, all my little uh, candidates. I, I fill out my little form and I hand it to the girl. Beautiful, gorgeous, chubby little black chick. Real cute. Kind of winked at her a little bit. Didn't really, didn't want to make it like that. But I did, you know, kind of hand it to her in a little uh, sly kind of a way. You know, I'm a brother. She goes, oh, thank you. And then she like uh, processes it, right? She, uh, she puts it into this little fucking, it looked like a fax machine. She jammed my fucking voter registration page into a fax machine. Pushed a couple buttons, right? It's like, <laughs> like R2D2 or some shit. And it's like, and then like, you voted. Easy peasy Japanesey, right? I was out the motherfucking door. I was there for like 10 minutes. Couldn't believe it. It was ballin'. It was blessed. Hallelujah. But, but, it had me thinking as well, like, is this a farce? Is this, um, a placebo? I'm looking at it around. I'm looking around at everybody's placid, happy, slapped up, smiling faces. Fucking dipshit, dipstick, fucking dummies. I'm standing in line to vote. You know, democracy. I'm looking around. I'm like, eh. is this like you know? Then the, when they put my little, that's this. This is when I first had the inkling. You know, everybody's all smiling and cute and dippy dappery do. Oh yeah, we're voting. And then when they jammed my fucking uh, voter registration into R two D two, they put them into R two D two and they pushed a couple buttons and then they're like, okay, your vote has been cast. I'm like, wait a minute. This is some Sputnik shit. This is some fucking um, KGB fucking Russian collusion bullshit. I don't know, man. I don't know. Is it really a democracy? Did that vote really get cast? Did it really get cast? Because I'm looking at some of the elected officials, man, and that's a lot of nepotism. Nepotism. A lot of uncles and nephews. Sorry, rather, nephews and sons and, and uh, daughters of... Um, past officials. I didn't know that civic duty was something that was, um, uh, uh, what do you call that? A genetic trait. I didn't know that it was in your blood to want to serve the community. There's, there's candidates that won that, you know, their parents or their uncle are or were, you know, serving officials in some capacity. Um, you know, uh, uh, a counselor, a city counselor, or like um, some 
party leader or some bullshit, right? So I'm looking at this. I'm like, is this some kind of like, what the fuck is this? What is this nepotism? Because like, come on. Isn't that how the world is really played? People get things by the fucking shaking of hands of um, mommy and daddy and I know this person and they know me and that's why I got here. There is that element. We can't deny it, right? So I'm looking around, I'm like, is this a farce? Is this some fucking, you know, Kurt Vonnegut fucking, you know, I don't know, you pick some other hoity-toity writer. You know, some fucking, um, I don't know, pundit fucking filibustering bullshit. What is this, right? But hey, you know, it was a very good experience. And, you know, God bless all the Toronto municipal elections winners of 2018. Jobless, God bless, wind it up uh, in 2018, going forward, 2019. Go out there and serve your community. Jobless. But as I was leaving the voters booth yesterday, a very... Uh, I'm looking for a painted word. What is the right word for this? Because this is a thing that needs the right word. It was... Uh, see, I'm rubbing my thumbs together. I'm rubbing my fingers together trying to figure out the right... It was a, It was a certain type of experience that had a certain, um, how do you say it? It was a ominous, sorry that I bellowed that into the microphone, but it was like very ominous, this fucking um, happening after I left the voters uh, center yesterday after the, uh, after I casted my vote. I'm walking through a field and I see a mangled dissected, crumpled carcass of a pigeon. A fucking mauled dead pigeon. (coughs) Fucking dead pigeon laying in the middle of a field. I'm like, shit. Sun ain't coming out tomorrow for this bastard. What happened? Get hit by a soccer ball? I'm like looking at it, right? I'm like, it's a mauled up pigeon. Whatever kind of ominous that happens to me sometimes in this city i'll be in a good mood i'm like yes life is so great and i'm walking around in a good mood then i'll like then i'll like see a dead raccoon fucked up squirrel dead pigeon i'm like looking at it around i trot a couple more steps i'm walking you know i'm walking through the field all of a sudden all of a sudden I see a hawk. Is that how a hawk sounds? I don't even know how a hawk sounds. You know, you don't even hear a hawk. That's the thing about a hawk. You know, first time you hear a hawk, it's too late. You're already getting your fucking eyes clawed out. Hawks are stealthy, man. I remember one time I saw a hawk fuck up, though. Um... It was like wintertime, and I was walking down the street, and I saw a hawk swoop down and try to grab, like, a sparrow, but it missed, right? And he's like, Whoa! and he, like, hits a snowbank, right? And that's, the hawk missed. He's like, and he gets up, right? And he looks at me, and I look at him, and our eyes lock. 
Then he like snorted. He goes, <laughs> then he like flew off. Uh, hawks. But anyways, yesterday there was this hawk in the field and it had a pigeon. It had pinned down a pigeon in the field and it was like about to give the death blow. And I'm just like, oh my God. Am I watching this? Am I witnessing a fucking hawk rip a fucking pigeon's head off right after I voted? Ominous. Right? And I'm like, oh no. It might not be looking so good for my candidate. Right? And I'm, I'm looking at this hawk. I'm like, oh my God, just do it. Get it over with, you fucking vulturous little fuck. I hate hawks. I'm a pescatarian. I only eat like fish and like eggs. So like whenever I see something so just, you know, you're going you're gonna to go for the jugular. Why can't you just eat bird seed like all the other little buddies? No, you're special, right? You got to eat fucking pigeons, you little asshole. Why don't you go have some McDonald's fries? There's a full fucking carton of McDonald's fries that somebody just threw on the ground right next to the hawk. Why can't you just eat some fucking McDonald's fries, you little asshole? You gotta fucking kill a pigeon? Really got my dander up. I'm looking at this little fucking ornery, little fucking arrogant little shithead. Your little fucking hawk claws and your dumbass beak and your little fucking beige and brown and white fucking feathers. You think you're fucking adorable, don't you? Oh, I'm a hawk. You're so stealthy and you can see everything, right? Fuck you. You can't see nothing. You got no soul. You got no fucking sense of fucking community. You know? Pigeons don't die alone. They flock in groups. They mate for life. You know? They have great memory. They have great um, navigational skills. There's more to a pigeon than you think. So when you take a pigeon life, you dirty, filthy fucking hawk... I hope you fucking burn in the ninth ring of hell for this for the rest of your fucking hawk existence, you fucking hawk. You flying raptor. Fuck you. So this little bastard had this fucking pigeon uh, pinned down in the middle of the field, right? I'm like, I just give it the death blow already, you piece of shit. But then it let it go. And the fucking pigeon flew off. We're like, what the fuck? And then I looked over and there was like these three French people, right? They're like, Sucre bleu, it's his lucky day. I was like, yeah, you're fucking telling me, buddy. His lucky day, all right. And the little fucking pigeon flew off. Ominous, foreboding, foreshadowing, metaphorical. Metaphysical, what in the fuck did I witness? <laughs> you know, a hawk tackling a pigeon and then just letting it go. It's not really something you see in this city too often, so it's pretty eye-opening. Ah, uh, yeah. So this is my day off right now. I'm chilling out, having a coffee. Thank you very much for tuning into my podcast. If you're new to the Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, I am an actor extraordinaire. Oh, that this too, too solid flesh should melt, resolve itself into a milky dew and jack off into a cup. You know, I got my acting thing going. I'm a stand-up comedian. As you can already tell, you're probably laughing your fucking head off for the last, I don't know, 10 minutes or whatever I've been talking. Uh, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, who cares? I'm not going to check. Uh, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. 
alcoholic. <laughs> oh no, my life's in turmoil. Oh no. <laughs> I want more drink. Just want more drink for all time's sake. <laughs> yeah, I'm a drunk. But I'm in the recovery. Um, I'm fucking, you know, coming up two years of sobriety. So you know what? It's all good, baby, baby, baby. You know, if you're having any problems with that, I suggest seeking help. I suggest uh, choosing light over darkness. And that's as far as I want to go with you. You do what you got to do. I'm a temporary laborer. I fucking, I'll do anything for a buck, you know? Wash a car, mow a lawn, you know? Work on a fucking house, do demolition, wash a fucking cup, wash a dish. At the moment, I'm a janitor. Yeah, I'm a janitor. What, you wouldn't kiss a janitor? Huh? Janitors don't, de- don't deserve rights? I shouldn't have went and voted yesterday, huh? Is that what you're saying? But yes, I'm a janitor, and... uh it's through my temporary labor employment. So it's like this little contract that I'm doing right now. And uh, it's a blessing. It's really taking care of the bills. And um, it's going to help me get to my next plateau as a stand-up comedian, right? Because I got to the point where it's like um, I was doing a lot of repetitive gigs. The gigs were kind of just low, low level. They weren't really fulfilling me spiritually, creatively, career-wise, they were just kind of no point. So I'm like, yo, I got to start putting on my own gigs if I want this thing to really pop, right? So I'm like, yo, let me get some money. Let me start producing my own shit. So that's the fucking uh, impetus behind my new janitorial work. And uh, yeah, things have been blessed. Things have been going good. But if um, you know, like I said, if you're new, if you're if you're new to the podcast, um, I had been talking about some of my coworkers, right, at the uh, custodial job that I do. There are a couple Filipino people, um, a Filipino lady and a Filipino man, right. This is how the Filipino lady sounds. Good morning, John. Hey, John. John. Uh, John, uh, over here, John. Uh, John, John, uh, everybody will vacuum the floor, John, and then we go wash the window, John. And this is how the man sounds. John, John, over here, John. Uh, John, John, did you go to the bathroom, John? John, did you clean the toilet, John? John, did you mop the floor, John? John, uh, John, did you wipe down the counter, John? So, what I'm saying is they both have anxiety. They're very anxious people. They act like peasants. I don't understand why. They're both... Um, hard workers and there's no reason for them to be all flustered but yet they are and that's the sad uh, reality of life people are mental slaves people suffer from anxiety people live in the societal dream that has been dreamt for them to quote a book i read you know people live a societal dream in which um, it's based on fear anxiety and um Beliefs of perfection that were imposed upon you. Somebody told you that you gotta work a job and be due diligent for every fucking second you live, and this is how you get to where you want, and everything's about money and this and blah blah blah. And it's like, yo, what about smelling the flowers, taking a break, chilling out, loving your fellow person? What about that shit? John, John, over here, John, John. Why, why? What's the fucking rush? 
What's the big fucking deal? Where, are, you li- are you really telling me that I have to rush over there to fucking clean a toilet? Is that what you're telling me? That if I don't go and scrub that toilet, some poor unfortunate soul is not going to have a place to shit in the next two seconds. Is that what you're fucking telling me, you stupid idiot? John, 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 over here, John, John. But yo, hey you, get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my style. I don't fucking fret the bullshit, man. I don't fill a buster and fucking blah, 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 blah. I don't got daddy. I don't got mommy. I'm not in my rich uncle's pocket. So yeah, I don't benefit from nepotism. So I mop floors and I do what I got to do to keep my stress down. I just shut my fucking trap and deal with it. Because I'm a man. However, things are actually pretty good. You know, like I said, I, I don't sweat it. I just go, okay, whatever. And I just go at my pace. You know, I've been doing the job there long enough now that they know that I show up on time. I show up with a good attitude. I show up to work. So any other extra bullshit, I just ignore. Jan, Jan, Jan. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. You can go Jan, Jan, Jan till you're fucking blue in the face. Like, this is how I work. And uh, sooner or later, they're going to recognize it. <laughs> well, you know, I always had them in the viewpoint of peasants. I'm like, these are stupid trapped morsels. Poor fucking suffering individuals that got, that got no fucking brain power of their own. And I was, uh, I was, um, changed, changed to that opinion yesterday. So we work in a downtown, uh, facility, downtown Toronto. It's a large facility. It's, uh, right in the heart of downtown. So... We work the graveyard shift, uh, 7 a.m., sorry, 7, 11 p.m. till 7 a.m., graveyard shift. So, a lot of weird people are obviously in downtown. People with mental issues, alcohol problems, drug problems, street people. And seeing that it's a big facility, people are always trying to come into the facility to just loiter, hang out, wander around, right? People with, like I said, all these different problems. Well, the front door of the facility is supposed to be locked at 11 p.m. That way we go about our business. Well, as it happens, there's certain people that need access to the building during certain times of the night at random. Right? Certain people need access to the building at different times during the night. Well, the main uh, janitor, the head janitor... Jan, Jan, over here, Jan. Him, that dude, he got a text message from the higher-up. We got a phone call the other day that the door was locked and -and so-and-so couldn't get into the building. The door cannot be locked after hours, blah, blah, blah. The door cannot be locked, da-da-da-da-da. Well, the issue about that is if we don't lock the door, um, there's a sliding door and then there's a front door, right? There's like a, there's a front door and then like a little um, holding area and then a sliding door. Well, the front door, the very front door doesn't lock all the way sometimes. So if we don't lock the sliding door, people will come into the little holding area and you know, sleep and hang out and do weird shit. 
And if the sliding door is not locked, they'll just come right into the building. So that's the issue. The issue is we have to keep the sliding door locked or else people are going to wander in and do who knows what, right? These are, we're talking about drug-addicted, alcoholic, fucking deranged mental patients, right? Arkham Asylum, you know? So it's like, what in the blood clot? You know, you're telling us not to lock the door? Well, what about our safety? So like I said, um, John, 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 like that guy, he always reminded me as a peasant. I'm like, oh, you're a fucking clouded, moron, scared individual. Judgmental I am, right? That's how I took him. Well, the head boss comes down to talk to us uh, yesterday, right? He comes into the office. All right, guys, you got to make sure to lock the door. You know, uh, we had a complaint that uh, somebody couldn't get into the facility the other night, and we have to make sure that the door's locked. And for the rest of the time, I know this man. John, John, over here, John. Like, I choose to remember him in this light. Like, the way I saw him that day, yesterday, he was like a warrior. He was just like, listen, the door doesn't lock. And I'm scared for my safety. I am an old man. The door doesn't lock. We need to lock the door. The front door doesn't lock. I'm scared for my safety. I'm old. I'm old. No, the door needs to be locked. And he just told this fucking suit right off, right? He's like, the door must be locked. I'm scared for my safety. I'm an old man. And he just fucking went ballistic, right? I was just like, you warrior. There is a soul in you. This whole time I thought you were a pussy. And like, it turns out he had balls of steel. No, the door must be locked. I'm scared for my safety. Who knows what these people are doing? And they got an alibi. That's another thing. He's like a fucking, like, I think he's like a fucking, like, gumshoe. Like a detective. Because he uses all these terms, right? He's like, they come here with their alibi to commit heinous atrocities. Alib- he's talking about alibis and stuff. And I'm like, wow, man. Like, he's a detective. He's got the heart and soul of a warrior. Like, I, I, I have this newfound respect for the man, right? And, you know, I just, I, I always want to see him in that light. Every time he gets on my case, uh, John, John, over here, John, the toilet bowl, John. I'm going to be like, you know what? Underneath that crusted veneer is the soul of a lion. God bless you, sir. John. So yeah, it works from balling and blessed, baby. Stay tuned. Johnny Ramtram here is going to be doing a fucking show in this town, in this fucking one-horse town, Toronto. Shake you motherfuckers up. I seen you fucking pussies goose-stepping around in your little fucking go- fucking Blundstone boots and your little fucking collared shirts, right? You know, the financial center of Canada. The fucking blue bloods, you know? I know you, Toronto. Watch out. Jonathan Ramtram's coming soon with a mop bucket in hand to mop up that fucking stage, baby. So yes, the shows are coming. Jobless. And what's going on for me in the meantime, uh, in terms of the career, like I said, plugging away, trying to get the shows produced. Um, I had a photo shoot. I did a photo shoot in uh, downtown Toronto a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was balling. Um, I I met this uh, fine, young, uh, nice, young... uh, photographer online 
she uh, she was very professional, very professional. She met up with me. We went and we took some photos of me in um, Graffiti Alley. That is a uh, bit of an attraction to old Toronto. Um, it's like a, uh, what do you call that shit? I guess like a tourist spot, you know? It's a really uh, cool little uh, laneway where all this really... Uh, funky and um, artistic graffiti um, has been splayed. So it's like a little historic piece of Toronto. And I got some nice photos there done. And I got some photos done at the uh, Royal Ontario Museum. And yeah, it was a fun little photo shoot. And she was very professional. And um, I'm very excited to post those. That's going to be in the new year, though. I'm going to hold out on that for now. So stay tuned. Check out my website in the new year. It's going to be fresh, exciting. And um, yeah. And uh, with the acting, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to do my own projects at the moment, you know. I am um, kind of in a place of acceptance. It's like um, I've kind of accepted that I got to be the driving force behind my career. It's just, it doesn't seem to be any other way. I, I've tried all the traditional routes, you know. I did uh, amateur theater as a child. I did amateur theater as a uh, teenager. I went to theater school. I took film classes. I was very talented. People told me I was good. I was more than capable of working as an actor. And for some reason, due to nepotism, due to filibustering, due to uh, my alcoholism, due to um, bureaucracy, due to my attitude, due to all sorts of factors, I just never was able to transcend from the uh, student to the master, from the from the amateur to the professional. I just wasn't able to trans transfer, even though the skills were there. I, I think the mindset wasn't there. So um, that's what's going on with the acting. It's just kind of like trying to get myself more hands-on and more willing to reach out and pluck um, my opportunities and reach out and pluck... Uh, my inner talents and my inner power to like create things and just reach out and pluck the industry by the short and curlies. So yeah, everything in time. Speaking of plucking, um, I bought a rubber chicken. I was at Dollarama the other day and I'm like, oh shit, I need a rubber chicken. I saw a rubber chicken on the fucking, uh, you know, the wall. So I, I grabbed the rubber chicken. And I went and I fucking bought some, like, you know, I don't know, peanuts, because I love peanuts. I bought some peanuts, a uh, bag of fucking Lay's chips. Uh, I think I bought a chocolate bar. I can't remember. I'm a pretty healthy guy otherwise. But anyways, I go to the cash register, and she goes, that will be $5, please. And I, I get out the $5, and I'm paying the cash register lady. And then all of a sudden, I, I you know, I press the button on the chicken. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, oh, no, it's just a rubber chicken. And she's like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, sorry, miss, I had to bug you, you know? You have to have a little fun in life sometimes, right? <laughs> it's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram, reporting live for duty on this October 23rd, 2018. Going forward, charged up like a fucking horny fucking toad. Yeah, horny toad. 
hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com that's jr.thepodcast at gmail.com hit me up there with any questions queries or qualms and I'll be more than happy to facilitate any answers that I may have so uh jr.thepodcast at gmail.com thank you very much for listening till next time live it love it realize it peace